This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Well, howdy, friends. We are back with the Frontier Freedom Hour. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation, sponsored by Colorado Christian University. At the Western Conservative Summit, we announced this really big news. We had had a donor that donated $800,000 to an endowed scholarship at Colorado Christian University for the purpose of developing Christian conservative statesmen and stateswomen. We are planning and developing right now to become the West Point of Christian conservative statesmen and stateswomen. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to go out there and fight real wars or anything like that. But here's the reality. If we want good Christian statesmen and stateswomen in our city council, school boards, county commissioners, any of that stuff, we cannot just sit around and hope that they appear out of the ether and go, well, gosh, I'm sure glad you're here. Now run a school board for us. <laughs> we need to be instilling in young people at the age of 18, 19, 21, 22, as they're going through their college formation years, what it really means to be a leader of a state to be grounded in a Christian liberal arts tradition. What does that mean? It means that their faith is central to their worldview. And as a liberal arts, they're exposed to education, literature, mathematics, chemistry, psychology, history, all the great studies. In fact, what made universities great at their founding, the Harvards, the Yales, the Princetons, was this idea that truth was real and central. And then from that, we were able to study what this world was really all about and all the amazing facets of this world because we knew truth. Now, colleges have gotten rid of truth, and now they're getting rid of competency and character development. I mean, they're useless. They're absolutely useless. I mean, why are you sending your child for $40,000 to a state school that's going to unwind all the values that you put into your child and then give them a degree that has nothing to do with what they're going to do with their lives? I mean, they can't find jobs. They are saddled and riddled with debt. So institutions like CCU are the future. That's why we've had 13 years of record enrollment. We're founded on truth. We give someone a holistic education and then we prepare them to go be statesmen and stateswomen in this nation. Our country needs that. And we had a donor donate $800,000, the single largest endowed scholarship at CCU right now. How exciting is that? Wonderful. Now, speaking of young people, Isabel Brown, who is a Gen Z conservative voice, a Turning Point USA contributor. She's one of the most effective communicators on conservative principles to young people in the country. She's a great friend to the Western Conservative Summit, a regular speaker. She gave this wonderful speech about the age of our founders and what these young people, not old, not old gray wigs, young people were doing in the formation of the greatest nation in the history of the world. Isabel, tell us about these great young people. Well, you led right up to the punchline, which I love. Uh, but what's so interesting is when I'm talking to young people on campuses, we talked about this in the last segment, I love to ask what visually comes to mind about the people who wrote and signed the Declaration of Independence or who were our early political and cultural leaders in America who rebelled against the British Empire and the British monarchy. 
And in unison, typically when I ask this to a group of high schoolers or college students, the answer is always old white men. And the illustrations in our history books and the paintings of the era show these wrinkly, geriatric, powdered white wig wearing old people that couldn't possibly have understood youth culture or what the next generation would have wanted, which makes it so easy for the political left in America today to attack their ideas as unnecessary or outdated or from a bygone era. But in reality, something I was never taught in high school or college, and even in many of my young adult years, but recently learned for myself, the vast majority of the founding fathers were exceptionally young. More than a dozen of them were under the age of 35. Uh, many of them were under the age of 40. And some of the biggest names that you could think about are in their teenage and young adult years. So you're looking at people like James Monroe, who was 18 years old on July 4th, 1776. At people like Aaron Burr, who was 20, and John Marshall, who was 20. Alexander Hamilton, before becoming the star of a hit Broadway smash musical, was only 21 years old on July 4th, 1776. James Madison was my age. He was 25 on that date. And Thomas Jefferson, who wrote the whole gosh darn Declaration of Independence, was only 33 years old on July 4th, 1776. It has never been more important for young people to make their voice heard knowing that our country has always relied on young punk rock patriots fighting for freedom with everything that they have, even before we were formerly a country. Young punk rock patriots. Now, I want to speak specifically to young people right now because I know what it was like to be in your perspective. You're kind of looking at especially all these older, wiser people, and you're like, gosh, I don't have the age experience. I don't have the education. I mean, I'm probably not even as smart as these people. And so you think of all these ways to discount your perspective and your voice. Friends, think about this for a second. The current people, when all their wisdom and all their educations forced you to wear a diaper on your face, for the last year and a half, they canceled your ability to go to church. They canceled your ability to go to school. They canceled your ability to go to Thanksgiving with your family and sporting events. So in all their brilliance, they did that. And then they said, you know what we should really do is hand out a lot of money to people. So they just started printing checks and handing it out to people. And hey, you got a $2,000 check. That sounded great in 2020. In 2022, you've lost $4,000. So this is a big net loss in our economy, all because of these brilliant people that we're too intimidated by to engage. So uh, Isabel, how does a young person facing all that encourage them? How do they make a difference? The number of times I have been told that even still at 25 years old with a master's degree and a pretty successful career at this point that I don't have enough quote unquote life experience to be an outspoken voice in the conservative movement or to be an expert on the news about the things facing our world and my generation. I can't even count the number of times that's happened on my hand. So I can absolutely relate to that. If you are feeling like, gosh, I'm only a teenager or a college student or a young person in the workforce, how can I as an individual possibly make a difference about these things? It can seem so overwhelming to think that you need a huge following on social media 
or you need a contact at Fox News or the ability to go on the radio every weekend to actually make a difference when you don't have any of that. But I got my walk started even before I was a content creator in the conservative movement on my college campus, starting a Turning Point USA chapter, which is essentially a club for free-thinking, individualistic Americans who want to talk about the important issues of our day. And between hosting speakers or having meetings with debates, it was so impactful that I changed so many people's minds on my college campus without any of those big things, without a big following on social media or going on the radio or being on national television all the time. So I just want to encourage all of you young people who may be listening, these changes in our society that we so desperately want and need start with individual conversations. They start over coffee dates with your friends or around the Thanksgiving dinner table with the people that you sit next to in church or who live in your dorm building. And if you're just courageous enough to have one conversation at a time or raise your hand in class to counter your crazy leftist professor one time at a time, I think it's so much more impactful than all of these people you follow on social media because we don't actually know the people that you sit with in class or that you attend church with or that live in your dorm. You do. And the impact that you're able to have in having these conversations is exponentially greater than anything people like me could do. I mean, people are watching you. I mean, that's what's so important for young people to understand. They don't have a voice. They're scared. They're intimidated. I remember feeling this way in college and especially in grad school. I was stepping out. I started writing in my student newspaper. And I, we had all these people that just came down on me. They didn't like it. They, they would write articles and letters to the editor back at me and all that stuff. And I felt so intimidated and overwhelmed by it. But you have people that are watching and, they're, and they agree with you. They're just nervous to speak up. And so you become the voice for them. And so when you self-center, when you self-censor, and when you say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to speak out. Um, it may cost me my job or my friends, or they may not like that. Um, then your friends that agree with you lose out too, and they don't have their voice heard. And so just like Isabel said, you are absolutely critical. You are so important to the conservative movement, even more so than some of the bigger voices in, in this movement. So um, be bold, be courageous, step out. That thing that you're thinking of doing right now, that article you wanted to write for the student newspaper, do it. And I'm going to ask Isabel when we come back after these messages what it was like at her college because she wrote a whole book at it about it. She stepped out. It took one decision from her, and her entire career has been impacted by that. One decision. And she wrote about it in a book. She's been on the front page of Newsweek, on the front page of Newsweek. And now she's speaking and she's this nationally renowned figure because she made one decision to step out. So that article you're thinking about writing, that a teacher that you have that's intimidating to you and, and really trashes conservatives in the classroom, that one moment that you decide to speak up or that club that you decide to join or that meme that you decide to post from our friend Benny Johnson, <laughs> um, those individual decisions can launch an entire new opportunity for you. And it just took stepping out that one time. And that's not even just for young people. That's for us older folks as well. To go to that school board meeting, to meet with the headmaster of your school or the principal of your school, to have your voice heard, that one decision can make a huge impact. I'm talking to Isabel Brown. She's one of the most effective communicators of conservative principles to young people in the country. We're going to continue the conversation right after these messages. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour 
on the hosted by the Centennial Institute.